So I've got this company, Trade Show Guy Exhibits. In 2016, two-thirds of our revenue came from businesses that found us online, specifically found my blog, Trade Show Guy blog. They reached out, ended up getting a new custom exhibit from us. Uh, some of those clients just wanted to buy something. One client was in the process of issuing an RFP, and we ended up winning the job partly because it was a local group, but a big project. So, uh, you know, we're a small company. So having two thirds of your, of your business come from people that found us online is, is pretty significant, big impact. So at that point, 2016 was our best year in terms of revenue. Along comes 2017, 95% of our revenue comes from repeat business from clients that we had previously serviced. Absolutely zero business came from people that found us online, found the blog, found our videos, found social media. 2017, though, our best year to that point in terms of revenue, better than 2016. On to 2018. About 90% of our revenue came from repeat business. New business came to us uh, from a few small projects through a networking group, some of the old connections at my previous place of business, some outdoor interpretive signage, which uh, we hadn't really done or promoted for a while, but we could still take care of. But again, 2018 was our best year in terms of revenue, better than 2017. So here we are in 2019. About 10% of our business came from one company that found our blog and called up asking us about a new project. Roughly 60% came from new business that people, you know, from I'd met at trade shows, so following up on things, but it was new business. The rest has been repeat business from older clients. Again, 2019 has been our best year in terms of revenue. The growth is, is good. Hey, this is Tim Patterson. This is a trade show guy. Monday morning coffee and my company trade show guy exhibits is you know in the in the mix with a lot of other companies out there and I thought it might be fun to spend this episode of this podcast slash video blog talking about the business in particular sales revenue advertising marketing all that stuff that we do to compete uh, so let's start out with the basics uh, we're a small company we're, we're selling a custom commodity mostly that's something companies only buy once every three or four or you know five to seven years. They're buying a trade show booth. They're buying an exhibit that generally is custom or custom parts to it. So it's not something you can pull off a shelf and hand them. If you pull it off a shelf, you got to you know print up some stuff and make it all fit and all that stuff, graphics and sell the message and that sort of thing. So it's not a regular investment like uh, or a spend, as they say, like uh, you know cloud storage services or paper for the copy machine. However, those clients that do buy a new exhibit will almost always purchase updates as time goes on, graphic updates. They may want to add some things like a new counter, a new charging table, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, the time will come for many of these, and it's happened a few times, that someone has bought an exhibit from us, a custom thing, years ago, and then time goes by and they decide they need something bigger, something brand new, and since we've worked with them for a long time, they may shop around a little bit, but uh, we in, usually end up getting um, new business from them with a the new project. Doesn't happen every time. I hate to lose business, but you know that's the kind of the way the world goes. So a lot of the business does come from repeat business, and some of that comes from a client that did something five, six, eight years ago, and they're ready to do a brand new thing now. So you know, let's state up a couple of other things. There is a lot of competition. Why? Probably because there's a good amount of money to be made in this industry. People spend a lot of money. Companies have a lot of money to spend. Uh, but things cost a lot in this industry. Labor is expensive. Custom design and fabrication are expensive. Uh, shipping is expensive. Setting up installation, dismantle, 
and sending people to shows is expensive. But they've decided, because the results show it, if they do it right, they can see trade show marketing as a very pertinent and important part of their trade show marketing. One of our clients, Bob's Red Mill, I've talked about on this podcast, and you see it mentioned on our, our blog, Bob Moore, the 91-year-old icon figure of Bob's Red Mill, still involved in the day-to-day business as president, I believe. He has said numerous times that trade show marketing has opened markets that they previously would not have been able to reach. By going to shows and connecting with people, they are connecting with markets that they would not otherwise be able to reach. And I always thought as a salesperson, which is how I got into this industry, that there was a magic button (laughs) that leads to sales. And I've kind of been looking for that for years, Uh, but really there isn't one. So, So how do we reach as salespeople? How do we reach potential clients? Well, there's, you know, the standard traditional ways, advertising, marketing, you know, salespeople, of course, they do their thing. They get on the phone, they do whatever it is they do. Advertising, uh, Google, Facebook these days, industry uh, exhibit magazines. Uh, newer ways, of course, include social media, blogging, podcasting, video. What I do is write books to kind of get myself out there a little bit. Uh, but let's break these down a little bit. So the traditional ways of advertising and marketing, uh, you've got to be in the right place because if you don't get your message in front of the audience that's at least going to pos- potentially buy, you're kind of wasting your time. So uh, Google and Facebook have made that much easier to do. But as time goes on, you know, 20 years ago when Google came around, you could buy clicks for a dime or less or a dollar or less. Now in very competitive markets, it costs $10, $20 a click. It can cost a lot. Now I've experimented with Google AdWords. It's been, I think, three years. We got wind of this company that does this, you know, because it's, it's if you're not into it, uh, you don't know how it's done. You got to hire someone that knows how it works. So we vetted them. We found that they were probably pretty good. We worked with them for, I think it was three or four months. And after three or four months, we realized that nothing was going to happen. We were not getting any results. What did they keep telling me? They keep tell, uh, kept telling me, you need to spend more. You need to increase your budget. And as a small company, there's a point where you just can't do that anymore. So I kind of cut that loose and said, no, that doesn't work. I can't compete because there are companies out there and I see them. If you search for trade show exhibit, you'll see the first several uh, results are ads. And those people are paying a lot for those clicks. And they can afford to because they're big companies and they're nationwide and they can sell, uh, they, they can invest in, in you know, $10,000, $20,000 a month or more for Google campaigns. Can't do that with it. So what do we do? I uh, haven't tried Facebook, although I've considered it. Uh, industry exhibit magazines, there's some good ones out there. I've spent money on that. I've spent thousands of dollars as as the company uh, invests in advertising online and uh, in the magazines. I don't get anything from it. It's it's weird. It's I don't we don't get a thing from it. Uh, we except we get people calling us trying to sell us things. Hey, I see you listed. You want to buy something from us? Which I I kind of chuckle at, but it is frustrating. So what else? Well, newer a newer way social media, blogging. Now you know many years ago I heard blogging might be the thing to do. And if you have checked out my blog, tradeshowguyblog.com, it's been there for coming up on 11 years. I've been writing for over almost uh, almost 11 years. Very regularly, there's something there at least three times a week right now, including this podcast in both audio and video form, but there's at least a couple of other articles. Uh, there's guest articles. So there's a thousand articles that are now 
you know, uh, being seen by Google and archived and, 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 and crawled with their bots and all that stuff. So when people search for trade show stuff, they often find the blog. It's pretty popular. There's a lot of guests there every day, as they call them, guest sessions. Uh, you know, probably, probably not as much as the, the bigger blogs, but in, in, as far as trade show marketing goes, it, it does pretty well. And people will find me there, but it is not consistent. Again, it's not the button. As I mentioned in 2016, we had a lot of people find us. Since then, we've had a few, but not what we had in 2016. So, uh, you know, the other thing that I look at is is to focus, because I've, I've been running my own business now for, what, eight and a half years, eight years. I was in the industry for nine years prior to that. So I'm coming up on an anniversary of 18 years uh, next year in this industry, eight plus as uh, running my own company. And it took a while to really decide, okay, what is, is, is it we're selling exactly? Now, I say that because it was a name like Trade Show Guy Exhibits, which has been part of the company name for about three to four years. Before that, we had a different name. Um, but we decided to focus on trade show exhibits only. There was other things we were doing. Uh, for instance, the previous company that I worked for was called Interpretive Exhibits, and you can imagine that we did interpretive exhibits. Now, what is an interpretive exhibit? Well, generally speaking, it's an exhibit that is in the non-corporate world. Uh, Army Corps of Engineers is a good example. When I first got hired for them, they were finishing up an exhibit at the Dalles Dam. They have a dam on the Columbia River. They have a visitor center there. It's like a several hundred thousand dollar project that took a year, year and a half to design, fabricate, install, all of that sort of thing. That is an interpretive exhibit. They're smaller uh, than that. They're bigger than that. A lot of that also is outdoor interpretive signage. And I thought, well, I can, there's a lot of money there, I thought, but uh, should I do that or not? And after a couple of years, I realized, you know what? There's not as much money there. The margin isn't as good. It's a harder market to crack because there's a lot of uh, uh, government entities that have a lot of hoops you got to jump through. Corporate is much quicker. And usually there's one or two people tasked with it. And the markup is bigger. So there's more money to be made there in the trade show world. So at one point, probably three to four years ago, right before, this is probably 2015, 2016, I realized if I focus only on trade show exhibits and nothing else, that might work. And it did. It's uh, You've seen, uh, I described the growth of the company over the last uh, four to five years has been steady. And we've done that one thing. Now, since then, there have been a couple of companies that I knew from the old days that contacted me and said, can you do some interpretive signs? And I go, yeah, sure, I can do that. But I don't focus on it. I don't market it. I don't look at, uh, I don't I don't contact people asking them if they can, they can do that. Uh, there's a lot of work to it and not much payoff. So, so the other thing I do is not waste any time reaching out to someone that I am not 100% sure is already doing some sort of trade show marketing. In other words, I'm not going to a networking group and asking, finding out if they're doing marketing. Now, I'll mention what I do if it's a good networking group. Uh, and then they say they're doing some trade show marketing. That might be worth a conversation. So once you do that, you figure out what works, what doesn't work. What I've figured out what works, frankly, is going to trade shows, uh, the bigger ones. And that is where most of our business comes from. However, there are right ways and wrong ways to do that. And I try and be very uh, upfront about this and ethical. Uh, you can't sell there. You can't pitch. You can't do any of that stuff. But I have clients there and I walk the floor and I just meet people and, you know, make a connection, follow up later. How do I follow up? Uh, either it's a phone call. I'll often send a copy of one of my books. Lately, uh, interestingly enough, only the last month or so, I've, I've tried a little diff different tack because phone calls and emails, 
frankly, are, are easily ignored. But I sent an email with a link now to a short two-minute video I've done. And that's unique, somewhat. Uh, people usually don't do a, a unique video just for someone, send it to them. Now, I'm getting a bigger response rate. Um, I'm not selling yet because it's early in this process. So I'm curious to see how this process goes. But uh, people are responding, saying, oh, that's clever. I like that. That's different. That's, that's great to see what you guys do. Uh, we're not in the we're not in the buying mode right now, but uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch. So often, I like I said, I, say, I mentioned I, I send a book. Uh, I look back and think whatever it is I'm doing is working. <laughs> the company's grown for the past five or six years, but there's no way for me to know if that's going to continue for the next year. For, it's it's all very uncertain. And then I think, well, life is not a straight line, right? Life is uncertain. Business is uncertain. Uh, when I went into this year. Uh, going into last fall, which would have been about a year ago, I had a handful of leads that all looked pretty good. In the past, if I got two of them out of, let's say, five or six, it went pretty good. All of them came through, which meant that I had uh, a crazy three or four months getting all those projects done. This year, it's about the same. I've got a handful that look good, and who knows if they're all going to come through or if they're all going to buy now or later. Uh, who knows if only one will come through. It's just interesting to see how this works. Uh, and, and so looking ahead, there's no way of knowing what the next year will look like. But I keep plugging away, as they say in my Sandler sales training, uh, which I took for about a year, a couple of years ago. You can't control the outcome, but you can control your behavior. The behavior is to keep doing what works, keep making phone calls, keep sending out videos, keep doing outreach, all of that stuff, and keep nurturing those leads because I also found in this industry that, you know, the sales cycle is pretty long. I mentioned at the top that people don't buy an exhibit every year. They buy one every three or five or seven years. So you've got to kind of be in their view as they're ready to buy something. I remember a, a case, a couple of cases when I was at the, the previous company, I'd contact a company, have a great conversation. They say, we're not, we're not ready to buy right now. And six months or a year would go by, and I would see them at the show with a brand new booth, and I would think, why didn't they think of me? And then it occurred to me, because I wasn't in touch with them. I was not on their radar when it was time to buy. So you try and keep on their radar. I do a newsletter. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I blog. That stuff is always there. I'm always letting people know what we do here at Trade Show Guy Exhibits and on the blog. So that's kind of the, the whole overall picture that I look at for sales and marketing, the challenges that I'm sure a lot of companies have in this space, whether they're large, medium, or small. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, it's challenging, uh, but it certainly, you know, <laughs> I guess, uh, beats working for someone else that in doing something you don't enjoy doing. I do enjoy doing this. I really enjoy it. It's, it's offered me a pretty good living, much better than I made in radio, although I really loved radio. Uh, but that was a long time ago, and, and, and you know, you have a couple of careers in your life, and this is what I'm doing here. This week's trade show tip is uh, asking questions of your trade show exhibit house and yourself and your team when putting a budget together for a new trade show booth and putting your budget together overall. So chapter two of this particular book, there's a, a series of questions, kind of like this, the, the step two challenge, the chapter two challenge. Sit down with your marketing team. And go over the following questions. Discuss them. Uh, so I think when you discuss these types of questions, a lot of different stuff will come up. And there's a lot of them at the end of the chapters in this book. Uh, what's your annual trade show marketing budget? Do you have any idea? Do you even know? 
probably have a pretty good idea, but do you know exactly what all falls under that? Uh, number two, what percentage of the company's overall marketing budget does the trade show marketing segment comprise? So how much is overall budget and how much is trade show marketing? Now, generally speaking, about 30% of marketing dollars go to the trade show world. Number three, who determines what the annual trade show marketing budget is? Who has input into that? Who has influence? Who has say? Who makes that final decision and says we're going to spend X amount and that's what you got? Uh, number four, how often does that assessment take place? Is that just a number that goes on year to year to year? Or do you say every six months or every year, we need to take a really close look at that because of what we're getting out of it or what we're not getting out of it? Uh, number five, is that budget amount known throughout the company? Does the company have a sense of what's being spent on trade show marketing as well as the overall marketing. Uh, number six, is the budget increasing? Is it decreasing or is it pretty much stay the same from year to year? Again, a lot of that depends on the results and a lot of the results depend on how the team is doing in all the other elements that are spelled out here, the pre-show marketing, the post-show, uh, follow-up, the lead generation, the, the booth staff training, all that sort of stuff. And number seven, is your current budget sufficient? <laughs> you get there and you say, man, I wish we had more money to bring like three more people because we just don't have the people. Or we really would have a much better experience if we had an extra 10 or 20 feet in this booth. So those types of things are all in this book uh, available on Amazon, Trade Show Success. And of course, Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies. I like to promote my books. They're a lot of fun. People like getting them. I, I gift them to people uh, on occasion. All right, just about to wrap it up. Let's do the one good thing. Been watching uh, the last few days, the third season, I believe it is, third or fourth season, third season, new season of the Amazon Prime show, Goliath. It's a fun show. Uh, he plays a lawyer who takes on these big entities, the Goliaths, and wins. But it's like I say, it's it's a windy road to get there. Billy Bob Thornton is the star, plays... Uh, uh, Billy, can't think of the guy's name now. Uh, Billy, Billy Mc, 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 I can't think of his name. Uh, the season also includes guest spots from Dennis Quaid and Bo Bridges and other uh, recognizable names and faces. Billy McBride, that's the name. Okay, so it's a great show. Goliath on Amazon Prime. There's lots of stuff online to stream. That is one of my favorites, and it's this week's one good thing. Have yourself a great week, and we'll do this again uh, next week. Just join me for a Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee posted every Monday morning at some point on tradeshowguyblog.com as well as on Amazon, as well as on uh, Apple Podcasts. There you go. And thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. <laughs>